0: Welcome back, everybody. Time for another episode of Funnel Radio, the flagship program right here on the Funnel Radio channel. The Funnel Radio channel, as you know, is home to 15 programs, with live broadcasts, and follow on podcast replays. In our ninth year of hosting, we're proud to bring back the man who came up with this vision, been putting it together ever since, Jim Overmayer. Hey, Jim. Thank you, Paul Roberts. Paul Roberts is our
1: announcer for all programs in the Funnel Radio channel. Our guest today is Brian Bennett, and I wanted to go over a little bit of his background. He's the executive director and founder of the Healthcare Center of Excellence. He is a course developer and adjunct professor for Northwestern University School of Professional Studies where he's responsible for the development and teaching of predictive analytics management courses for international and domestic markets. He also teaches consumer behavior for West Virginia University's Integrated Marketing Communications Graduate Program, as well as a leader in analytics courses for Judson University's management and leadership courses. I heard him on WVU radio a few weeks ago, and we decided to invite him on our final radio program to talk about leadership superpowers. Let's face it, we all like to think we're great leaders. And I've heard managers admit that deep inside, they have doubts about their ability to lead. Our guest today, Professor Brian Bennett, believes that inside every manager in a company, there are superpowers. Welcome, Professor Bennett.
2: Thank you for inviting me, Jim. So let's get into the
1: superpowers. Uh, I've heard other people talk about different kinds of superpowers, but you seem to have been doing this for a while, and I know you have workshops and work for many corporations. What do you mean by leadership superpowers?
2: So basically, I've identified 12 what I call leadership superpowers or abilities based on my professional leadership process and my book describing leadership in healthcare. These abilities are non industry specific should be used by all leaders. These 12 fall in two categories who they are and what they do. In the who they are categories, four qualities uh, or abilities are hum- uh, be humble, empathetic, visionary, and risk taker. In the what they do category, they are to communicate, motivate, observe, empathy, storytelling, social leadership, reflection, and coaching and mentoring.
1: And now you've also taken these into corporate consulting programs for companies, not only an individual, but an entire group of managers within a company to look at their own abilities and superpowers and use them to the company's benefit. Have I correctly identified that?
2: That's correct. And one of the key points there is it's an individualized, even though it may be a group setting, we have them figure out what their own personal superpowers or abilities are, and use that to become better leaders.
1: If you took me through the class, how does this work? Mm-hmm. How many of the superpowers does a leader need to be effective? Do I need all 12 to be effective, or have you identified some that are stronger than others?
2: Well, you know, like like superheroes, you know, leaders should be on a continuous journey to discover their personal leadership superpower, which is their go-to thing as a leader. And each journey is different. No two superheroes are the same. And you know, no two heroes have the same exact powers. You know, Batman is like, not like Superman. Aquaman is like, not like the Hulk. Captain Marvel is not like Thor. Everyone has their own powers. They, you cannot lead like me, I cannot lead like you. For any particular leader, they have to master two or three of these, to be really good at two or three of these. And hopefully, you know, at least one or two of them are you know, and they, who they are. Because part of leadership is a part of who the person is, whoever they developed over their, their lifetime all the skills and stuff that they've, they've brought to the table. And then have to have a working knowledge of how to use the rest of them when they need to use them.
1: So these just aren't my opinions on, on su- what my superpowers are. The identification of these superpowers come from the tests that you give individuals. Uh, I give tests all the time to people that I'm consulting with to see how their salespeople are doing. And so they're personality tests. So you've got a a testing mechanism that you can look at the basic personality traits of a leader. Right. And figure out what they're really strong at. So do you go after the weak parts of that leader or do you go after the strengths and try to build on those?
2: Well, we start off building on the strengths. Okay, this is what your strengths are. This is what you need to build your leadership vision around first. You develop your vision and say, now, how are you going to live that vision every day? Then through reflection and coaching, we come back around and say, now, these are the things that you're weak at. These things you need to work on. Now, how and what are you going to do to work on those? And then we help them come up with tools and methods that they can work on that to live those leadership abilities every day.
1: So, if you were to do this for corporations, Mm -hmm. you would come in and have a probably a one or two day seminar program, a testing discussion, coaching on what you find. And then is that it, or you come back and work with the leaders on those areas that should be improved?
2: Well, and I'm glad you asked that because unlike most other leadership programs, ours is a 12-month program. Before they take the even sit down to the class, you have to take two or three of our assessments. And we map those assessments back to these qualities or these superpowers. And we say, okay, this is what you're good at. But let's work in a class over two days, typically, on-site to uh, develop those uh, vision and put together a plan to deliver those visions. Then after that, we do follow-up assessments and follow-up coaching to make sure they don't have any questions about what they've learned, if they're implementing things properly, and things that they run into it on every day, saying, Brian, you know, I've run into this in my job. How should I have handled this? I help them give them some tools that they can do with that. And they can do that based on my experience with uh, different situations.
1: Being able to go to someone who's unbiased, that can be important for leaders that they can call you up and say, I had somebody come into my office and this is what happened. (laughs) And I'm not sure if I handled it right. Uh, They walked away angry. (laughs) And yet I think I made the right decision. What do you think? So you can help out in those areas. Yes. That's very interesting. Now, who are some of the leaders that you've met who possess some of these superpowers?
2: i fortunate of meeting some very great leaders in my, in my career. And when I was writing the book, I set out to interview some of the leaders. to them what they call their secret sauce was. And so one of the ones I found very interesting was Dr. Toby Cosgrove, who, who's the uh, former CEO of the Cleveland Clinic. He just stepped down from that in December. I found him to be a very humble person for several reasons. One, I wrote my first book on healthcare analytics. I sent him a copy of it because he, I had uh, researched him and, and the organization and, and one of my, for that book. And he was the only leader. I sent a book copy of the book to me a personal letter back saying, Brian, thank you for the book. I hope you do well with it. If you need help, you know, anything else, let me know. I need to call Dr. Cosgrove. So I sent him a, a note. And two days later, I get a call from him, from his admin saying, Brian, Dr. Cosgrove would like to schedule a meeting with you, an interview for you. You know, I've been talking to so many leaders for two years and still haven't got on their calendars yet. And he put me on his calendar right away. When I'm talking to him, he tells me, "Brian, I didn't make the job the job made me. He's could have his success at the Cleveland Clinic. So that was something I found very, very interesting.
1: Well, I bet that's very enlightening for you and it motivates you to go on to the, to the next leader. Are there any limitations to these superpowers? Does somebody get carried away w- with this once they get into it? I mean, it's, once you realize that you're good at something, you're liable to kind of go overboard and uh, avoid the things that you're not very good at. And how often do you test people? So there's really two questions there. Okay. Do you test people again? And does someone go overboard on uh, their superpowers?
2: Well, I don't think anyone's going to turn into Thanos anytime soon on the Avengers <laughs> and get assess their superpowers. You know, what we do is people can be our, our limit on the who they are type of superpowers because that's kind of innate. That's of those are things that are inside of the person as opposed to uh, what they do. Those are things that they can learn and develop and master those over time. So like you know, humility and empathy, those are kind of hard to fake. You know, you're either a humble person or you're a, you know empathetic person or you're not. Some of the things like risk taking and vision, you can learn a little bit more about that, but most of the other ones for... Uh, who you are and versus uh, what you do, it makes a big difference. And so what we do is we give them the, the we call it our leadership impact survey. We take that before the first class, so we're going to get their perspective on what they're thinking about before they even sit down and, and learn my approach to leadership. Then they take it through six months and then 12 months after the class, and we compare the results.
1: That is really helpful. That is really helpful. I learned many years ago after working with a consultant when I was at Beckman that some of these traits can be changed. And basically it said, you're going to do miserable in this job unless you change these things because you've gone from one type of a job to a corporate job and the, the skills and the thoughts are, are totally different. And I took the course six months later and I was doing much better. And a year later, I was a change manager because I had to change at corporate, mm-hmm. but I was also very much aware of the fact that I wasn't, uh, I was too direct, I was too fast, I was too, I just I had no empathy for people. I was just, you know, go, 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 go. All right. Well, what? we're going to take a quick break here, and when we come back, let's pick this up again. We've been speaking with uh, Professor Brian Bennett.
0: Paul, over to you. Mm-hmm. Professional leadership training is leadership development with measurable results. It's personalized, continuously improving and adaptable to almost any situation a leader could face. The next online training cohort begins June 3rd. Save 20% today with the coupon code JUNE19 on getproleadership.com. Just like it sounds, getproleadership.com. Enroll today, space is limited. Proven approach, proven results. Get ProLeadership.com. We're back with Professor
1: Bennett, and you're working on a new book, aren't you? Am I giving that away, Brian?
2: No, I'm working on that right now. It's basically taking the current book, The Describing Leadership in Healthcare, and changing that to a more non-industry-specific market. Because people kept asking me about about leadership, but you know, know my book was focused on leadership, you know, healthcare leadership, which is in need of a lot of help right now. But I know the principles and concepts in that book apply in to any industry. So the leadership
1: question never goes away; is always never goes there, away. and people always need to improve on it over time. And the ones that are really good at it succeed, and the ones that don't sometimes succeed, uh, leaving a little trash and havoc behind. Uh, they were great at the products. They were good in front of the investors. But managing your people really wasn't so good. So yeah. what do you think are the most important superpowers that a leader should have?
2: Well, right now, leaders have to be very, have to have empathy. You have to uh, understand the other person's perspective. People are motivated now differently than they were 30 years ago. You're back then, was a job and they do whatever the boss told them to do. Now people have choices. So empathy helps you build up what I call those go-to-the-wall moments. That's when, like, the baseball center fielder, when, when the fly ball goes up, he's running to the wall to catch that ball, try to, try to make it get it out as opposed to having going for a home run or extra base hit. And so you also want someone to, to go to the wall for you. And they may get hurt sometimes, and they may not get hurt, but you, know, you also want someone to willing to do that uh, when you need to. So you come to someone and say, can you work this weekend for me? I need to get this done by Monday morning. And they can give one or two responses. They talk oh, down, Brian, I'm working to you a weekend. Again, like, yeah, I did that last weekend. You know, or I said, sure, I can do that because I know you're going to take care of me later on. And you're gonna be, uh, you know, those are the kind of things that you want to build those relationships with people. So today's work is all about relationship building. And the other thing is, you know, being humble. Uh, I saw a phrase one time that said, uh, praise in public, punish in private, but you know, I, I don't like to use the word punish, but, you know, you, you, you give the praise in the public. And those things happen behind closed doors. they behind closed doors.
1: So it's praise in public and criticize in private. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. You mentioned earlier that empathy is one of the things that's very difficult.
2: So and people recognize if, you, if you're not truly empathetic, if you're just faking it, they'll recognize that. And, and all the things you might be doing may go for naught. That's why it's not who you are except for power. You have to be something that you're kind of good at because you're, that's the kind of person you are. Okay.
1: So, we've got some idea. Besides empathy, what else can someone learn and work on to help them on an everyday basis from a leadership standpoint?
2: Well, the thing that people typically go to, they, they go-to uh, powers or abilities, typically like you know, communication, You know, a lot of you know, emails, or talking to people, and motivation and observation. But the thing that people are starting to learn more about is storytelling. I use a lot of stories in, in my presentations and my classes and so forth, and people will remember the story. You know, I go up there, so I have a time of presenting, and I'll be with with a bunch of technical people, doctors, you know, nurses, whatever. And I'll go up there and tell stories, and people come back to me, you know, gosh, you, you, your students must love you, like all oh, this kind of stuff. It's like I try to keep it entertaining and also tell the stories so that people can remember those things before they go when they leave. So that's the one thing that people are working on now a lot more. Is trying to become better at storytelling. And if you're a CEO or an executive telling team stories, you're, you're uh, on your way to being a much better leader because they will remember those stories a lot more than you tell them. We need to improve this and this by X amount.
1: Now, this, by storytelling, it can be something as simple as, this happened to me once in the
2: past. Yes. And you're in healthcare, there's tons of stories to tell. Yes. So a patient come in here and then he had, X, you know, going wrong with them, and Y and Z, and we did this, and we figured out it was, it was uh, something else, and we saved this patient's life, you know, that kind of stuff.
1: So, it takes away from the personal criticism, or telling someone what to do, because right. you learned it from that story, you actually tell them the story. Yep. How can someone reach you, Professor Bennett? How can someone schedule a course and a class and learn more about this? And one other question, can someone take your test?
2: Well, they can learn more about the program at getproleadership.com. That's getpro, like professionalleadership.com, And uh, they can learn, go there, learn more about the program, testimonials from people who've taken the class, and then they can sign up for the classes there at the bottom of the page. We have on-site classes, which those aren't scheduled there, but then you have to contact me to to get those set up at your, at your organization, but you can sign up for the online classes right there on, on the page. And if anyone's interested in taking one of the assessment, you know, our, our leadership assessment, uh, they can link to that off, that off of the page also. Is there a cost for taking the assessment? The actual the impact survey isn't free, so you can take that. So right now you get the results back in 24 hours. But,
1: Great, uh, Professor Bott. Paul, over to you.
0: You've been listening to another episode of Funnel Radio, the feature program on the Funnel Radio channel for at-work listeners like you.